International SOS has been helping the organizations it works with to evacuate their workforce from Israel. An explosion at a hospital in the Gaza Strip highlights the potential for a further deterioration in the security environment in the region, including in the border region with Lebanon. With expectations that Israel is expected to begin a ground offensive in the Gaza Strip in the coming days, we've been looking at trying to provide answers to some of our clients' most frequently asked questions about the conflict. Hello and welcome to this Global Situation podcast from International SOS, the leading health and security risk services company. I'm Chris Giles. Well, joining me for this episode is Edward Callow, Security Manager for Assistance based out of our Dubai Security Centre. So, Edward, where are we currently seeing the greatest impact from the Israel-Hamas conflict outside of Israel and the Palestinian territories? Yeah, so the most notable changes along the Lebanon-Israel border. Exchanges of fire have been reported between the Israel Defence Forces and the Lebanon-based Shia Muslim Hezbollah movement since the 7th of October. There is a risk that a ground incursion by the IDF into Gaza could prompt further cross-border attacks or an escalation which could come really without any warning. What's our current advice for clients in Lebanon or those who are planning to travel there? As of today, 18th of October, driven by the ongoing complexities in the operating environment, and as a precaution, our advice is to defer all travel to Lebanon. This is because of the decreased commercial options for departure and a lack of clarity around the trajectory for cross-border hostilities between Hezbollah and Israel. And this advice will be in place until further notice. For those that do have workforce in Lebanon currently, non-essential staff should evacuate using commercial means while they are still available. And for those who do stay, what can we do to support clients who are in Lebanon? Actually, I was in Lebanon back in November 2022 for a country visit. That's um, a program that we have in place for all all of the countries that we oversee. My main task was to reaffirm relationships with the security partners that we have to assess secure hotels, to identify evacuation assembly areas, and also suitable standfast areas in various locations in the country. At the time, I also scoped out maritime capabilities as well. Since then, we've been having ongoing conversations with our local security partner network just to keep up to date with information on their capabilities and their geographical reach across Lebanon. So in terms of how we can assist clients now, we can service requests for secure transport in Beirut and across the country. We are reconfirming our ability to support any potential maritime evacuations from Lebanon to the Republic of Cyprus or Turkey. We have identified, as I mentioned, uh, some secure hotels that could be used as evacuation assembly areas prior to departure. And we can also advise on where suitable sandfast areas might be as well. And if we were asked to support an evacuation from Lebanon, what would we need from clients? I think the main piece of advice here would be to call the security team at International SOS. That's uh, purely to expedite the request. I would always advise clients to be very specific on what their request for assistance is. In terms of the information that we need, we need a precise location of a client's workforce. And that could either be a Google pin location or coordinates. We need the accurate number of people that you need assistance for. It's always ideal for us to have the contact details of the main points of contact on the ground. Again, it's much more preferable if that pre-identified point of contact has access to WhatsApp. That's just to make sure that um, communications are seamless. A real key factor for us as well is the nationality of the individuals that you, you want to support and what their current visa preparedness is, if a local national. And this will actually help us quickly formulate a plan of action for that group of people. I think... 
Another very important factor here is that all staff in Lebanon should be prepared to move at short notice and also to keep luggage to a minimum. If we do have to move clients or workforce via maritime means, for example, space will be limited. So only limited luggage will be permitted onto a vessel. So with regards to our capabilities and supporting clients who are in Lebanon, what are we able to do to help? So at the moment, Rafiq Halili Beirut International Airport is still operating. Flights are being conducted to regional destinations and international destinations as well. But of course, International SOS does maintain direct relationships with accredited air charter providers from a variety of countries with the ability to land at the only commercial airport functioning within Lebanon. However, the caveat here for air charter flights to access Lebanon is qualified by the security situation that's unfolding in the country overflight clearance. So essentially that means an assessment of the airspace and the ability of that provider to procure insurance. But obviously we always take every request, review it thoroughly, and we will always try on a best effort basis to serve the needs of our clients. In regards to the possibility of maritime evacuation out of Lebanon, we do have a number of local partners in Lebanon that uh, we are able to harness to serve those requests. We also have a member of the Dubai security team currently located in Cyprus and their express intent is to reaffirm the network that we have there to provide another option for maritime evacuation if needed from Lebanon. Can we turn our attention now to the security environment across the region and especially now following the blast at the hospital in Gaza? How have things changed do you think in the last 24 hours. So across the region, there hasn't been a drastic change. Since the beginning of this conflict, we've seen pro-Palestinian demonstrations daily in urban centres across the Middle East and beyond. But naturally, since last night, we've seen a slight uptick, particularly around buildings linked or buildings that are Israeli consulates or, or embassies. There is the possibility that there could be demonstrations outside of US embassies as well. So we're currently advising clients to exercise caution near consulates, government buildings and embassies, and in extension to avoid travel to Israeli consulates unless it is for essential purposes. And what actions have we taken to prepare for or to support clients who want to move across into Jordan? So far, we have facilitated a number of evacuations across the border into Jordan in collaboration with our security partners on the ground. We have then supported with accommodation or onwards movement, and uh, we do maintain a security, medical and logistics network in Jordan to support with these types of requests. And let's think about Egypt now. What would you say to clients about the situation in that country? The security environment in Egypt has not changed. We are not anticipating a spillover of the conflict into Egyptian territory. The border area with Gaza, which is a North Sinai governorate, is already an extreme risk zone where travel is restricted and requires prior authorization. Israeli nationals in Egypt should exercise increased caution and keep a low profile due to a drive in anti-Israel sentiment since the beginning of the conflict. And we do actually have a local security partner positioned just across the border from Gaza. We can leverage this capability to support clients if or when the Rafa border crossing opens. This will of course be dependent on the security environment at the time and the specific requests, but we are constantly working with our partners to pre-position capability where possible to uh, preempt client requests for support. So Edward, can you tell me about some of the other questions that we're regularly receiving from clients? Yeah, expectedly we have had a number of clients reach out to reconfirm travel advice for the Gulf states. Our assessment is the security environment hasn't altered. It is safe to travel or transit to any of the Gulf countries. 
pro-Palestinian demonstrations have been held in Bahrain and Kuwait. In Bahrain itself, pro-Palestinian demonstrations have now been prohibited. And of course, as we usually advise, any gathering should be avoided. Linked to that, the risk of targeted attack against Israeli nationals or dual nationals in the Gulf countries is low, um, and that's attributable to the robust security environments or the, uh, the robust capabilities of the security forces in those countries. But of course, low-level harassment is still possible, and Israeli travellers should continue to keep a low profile. What about Iran? How has the security environment changed because of what's going on in Israel and the Gaza Strip? Yeah, again, the security environment in Iran has not changed. Pro-Palestinian protests are being held regularly in urban centres, including the capital, Tehran. The main impact from that to clients could be localised disruption. But as we have been advising for quite an extensive period of time, travel to Iran should be undertaken in compliance with regulatory restrictions and after seeking independent legal advice. As we always do, we advise clients to continue to carefully evaluate whether to deploy foreign national workforce to the country, taking into account their individual risk profile, limited consular support, and the challenges associated with access to logistical, medical, and security assistance due to the sanctions that have been imposed on Iran. And thinking about further afield, have clients also been asking us about Turkey and Iraq? Yes, they have. Um, for Turkey, there is no significant impact by the pro-Palestinian protests that I mentioned. And of course, those aforementioned protests that I that I referred to earlier outside of the Israeli embassies and consulates. Likewise, the security environment in Iraq has not changed. Our advice continues to be that travel can still proceed, albeit with uh, stringent security precautions uh, observed. Federal Iraq generally is an extreme risk environment where US interests are periodically targeted by attacks. The threat is posed by pro-Iranian armed groups. And these militias have warned recently, actually, that the US and their interests will be considered legitimate targets if the US does get involved in the Israel-Hamas conflict. And it's something that we monitor very closely. Just to mention as well, pro-Iran militias are present in federal Iraq, but the risk is also applicable to the Kurdistan region in the north of Iraq as well. And Edward, are there any additional security risks for travellers who want to stay in the region? Yeah. Non-Israelis should avoid discussing this situation and should avoid or, if not possible, minimise time spent in the vicinity of US or EU diplomatic missions in the region. Visits to Israeli diplomatic representation should only be for essential purposes and Israeli and US citizens in the region should endeavour to keep a low profile. And what other actions are you taking to prepare? We continue to prepare for the low likelihood scenario of a wider escalation in the conflict. We're persistently reconfirming the capabilities of our security partner network across the region, updating clients via our alerts that are issued by our information and analysis team, and also encouraging our clients to be uh, proactive in planning. And this could include reviewing escalation plans, communicating with employees about these plans, reviewing visa preparedness, and ensuring that their workforce are getting access to reliable information. Okay, Edward, thank you very much for all your help and advice regarding the situation. Pleasure. Well, that's all for now, but you'll be able to access all the latest information and updates on the situation in Israel and the Palestinian territories from our website, internationalsos.com. And from there, you can find out about our global network of assistance centres, available to clients 24-7. But until next time, thanks very much for listening and goodbye.